won't be the same as somebody who's like a lawyer who's trying to get a new client. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. if you're a lawyer and you see somebody commenting on your stuff, right. take interest in their stuff too. Because mm-hmm. that's how they feel comfortable with you. Yeah. And that's what makes them say like, okay, when the, if something happens or if something is happening, this is the person I want to talk to versus somebody who just, I know they just, just want the business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, y'all, I am back with another guest. Hey, and before I get started, uh, if you are listening to the podcast and you like it, share it. Um, go ahead and give me a review, if you don't mind, on Apple Podcasts. It helps out a lot, helps people find it. Um, but so y'all know I like to do random guests, right? So uh, one night I was on Instagram and uh, and I had to be like, I had think I had bought some moonshine or something. Because I, I was looking at Instagram, and I was like, I want to do a real estate episode. I know it's a guy who I follow who does real estate. And so I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went to Brandon Moore's uh, page, and I was like, yeah, he does real estate, man. He looks like, you know, folks like to hear him because he has some followers. So I'm a, I'm a, so I DM'd you about doing a real estate podcast. Right. And then, then found out, I sent you what we're going to do. You're like, I don't do real estate. I was like, bro, what? Like, you know? like I was sitting there reviewing like the day before. I was like, um... I don't know nothing about real estate, bro. Because <laughs> my thought was like, oh, okay, like this is kind of like getting perspective of these areas. But you were like, yeah, so like property rates, what are you seeing? I'm like, it's like, yo, I don't know none of it. <laughs> so, but but it, but it but it comes. It ended up you do something I like, you know, marketing, um, okay, which is yeah. like my second love, right? It's it's, it's, yeah. it's almost becoming a business because I've had to like build a um, a deck for what I charge people for for my services Man. and send it to them because they're like. They're like, hey, can you help me? I'm like, that's not what I do. But yeah, fine. exactly. <laughs> but like, when you start when you start to brand yourself the right way, other people are gonna start looking at you like, I want mine to look like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to. I, I feel like anybody who's into branding needs to be prepared to help somebody out or be able to pass that on to somebody else because mm-hmm. that's constantly something that people need help with. Yeah, especially in this day and age, I feel like your brand is. Uh, probably more important than anything else that you're gonna be doing. Like, mm-hmm. if you even if you have the best service. You know what I mean? You might mm-hmm. have the best product, best service, whatever you have that's you know top of the line. Yeah. If you haven't branded yourself in a way that makes people say, "I want it from that person," mm-hmm. you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, and 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 salespeople, you know, so, you know, sales. I come from a sales background, right? So Same. I, so I, I sold a lot, and um, and uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good at it. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, it took a while for me to um uh go all in on branding right but branding right. and but branding was, was what built my business now but for a while you're like hey man branding you know i put something out and i can't like track when it comes back right if i make my right. 40 <laughs> phone calls or 50 phone calls a day yeah where i can track my numbers and do the math i'm like branding like there's no yeah. there's no math so it's difficult you put out for 20 posts folks. and you're like all right uh. <laughs> yeah yeah so, so 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 let's get into it let's talk about like your background where you know where you're from how you got into marketing, sales, and all that kind of stuff. So um, just first off, my name's Brandon, Brandon Moore from Moore & Dallas. Uh, also Need More Digital, that's the name of my actual company, uh, which is where I do social media consulting. Uh, but the thing I'm really known for is being Moore & Dallas, right? 
Um, so that started just for me moving here to Dallas. Uh, originally, I'm from Fort Worth. Okay. Went to school at University of Houston. Isn't that blasphemy? That's blasphemy. You go from Fort Worth to Dallas, right? Listen, this is the thing, bro. Like, uh, there I, are some I know. people Look. who might feel some type of way that I'm from Fort Worth, <laughs> but I came and named myself more in Dallas. Uh, but I'm cool with that. Like, I just, I don't... <sighs> I don't know how much I want to get into right now. No, no. But like, Fort Worth just isn't built for young black professionals. Um, and I'm not even lying. Like, literally, the meeting I just left was yeah. this good old boy in North Fort Worth. <laughs> got a, he, he got a bunch, you know, like, good amount of money. Yeah, I'm sure. And first thing he asked me were, he said, hey, like, where you, are you in Dallas uh-huh. or are you in Fort Worth? And I was like, and I knew he was going. I was like, look, I live in Grand Prairie. I pay taxes to Tarrant County and Dallas County. I'm I'm right in the middle. I'm Switzerland. Yeah. He's like, he's like. All right, good, good. You're lucky. You good, look. Cause, he, cause if I said I was in Dallas, he's gonna be like, I don't want to talk to you. Like yeah. it's like that. Yeah. I never. I didn't. No, nah, like people who are from Fort Worth, like they're usually they're pretty prideful about being from Fort Worth. I'm not one of those people. Mm. <laughs> like, and I feel kind of bad about it, cause like that's who, that's the city that raised me. Like I was there my whole life. Like born born in uh, like the Poly area, spent some time in like Stop Six. Southside, like, like all those places. I'm, and then also Crowley is where I really spent most of my mm-hmm. time. So I don't want to claim those parts of the city. Right, 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 right. right. I don't want my people to be like, hey, oh, so you from Stop Six? Now, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh, you went claiming Stop Six when you was here? No, no, no. I just, I, that's where my family is. Mm-hmm. So like, I've spent some time in those areas. But I'm, I'm a Crowley kid. Okay. Right, at the end of the day. Okay. So then you went to U of H. So you were in my city. Spent some time there. Yeah. So I went to U of H. I got into the sales program while I was there. Okay. Uh, and the sales program is what really put me on the trajectory I'm on now uh, because it really opened me up to uh, just kind of building a career, talking to people and being able to find value for people. Mm-hmm. And that's really what sales is. Sales comes down to providing value to the person that you have in front of you mm-hmm. and there being a money exchange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, that that's what I've kind of gone into as far as my blog. Uh, it started out as just that, as a blog where I was like, hey, here are things that are going, out, going on in the city. Uh, that has led me to have this like kind of large following of people who are mm-hmm. like, okay, we know Brandon every day is going to post these moves mm-hmm. that are on there. Uh, and that turned into uh, me, you know, working with these different restaurants, like trying to promote stuff through my blog mm-hmm. and then realizing like, oh, you guys need help with social media. Mm-hmm. I do social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that progressed into me actually signing on people as clients to come mm-hmm. in, you know, let me do the social media for them. And that's where we are today. <laughs> nice. No, and it's, it's a good business, man, because, you know, if you want to sell in the 21st century, yes, you know. People people go and look and see what kind of brand you have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if they don't, if they can't look at your, like, you know, in sales, what do they tell you? People buy from who they know, mm-hmm. trust, and like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they go on your social media and they're like, oh, this person hasn't posted since 2018. Mm-hmm. They don't, now they feel like, I don't know. Like, they, right, there's a right, lot of right. questions that arise from there. Right. And that's killing yourself if yep. they look at your stuff that you're supposed to you know be associated with and they see that you're not working on that and mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah do i want to <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah what I mean? so so what so um before we get in social media like wh- where were some places you sold at so you went to u of h oh, okay so uh, i worked for gartner okay which is, have you are you familiar with gartner Mm-mm. so gartner's the world's largest it research and advising company uh, i work with big clients like walmart target um Apple, like, ba- not, well, I don't know if Apple's actually one of them. In, uh, we can take that part. <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah, the exact yeah, yeah, clients, yeah, 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 but, no, like, no, the, the big thing to know about them is they work with a lot of large companies to help them uh, understand, like, what's going on in either the new technologies that are rising mm-hmm. or helping people who are building those new technologies 
um, kind of fit their stuff to what's needed in those corporate environments. Got it. You know what I mean? Like if you started up a company right now, you said, I have this, um, this, this widget that I've built, right? And you say, okay, I want to sell this to somebody like a Target. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you would go to Gartner and say, hey, what do I need to do to this to make it something that would actually be um, useful to somebody like a Target? Because, you know, they're mm -hmm. advising Target, so they know what Target right, is. Right, 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 right. Um, so I was there for a while. Uh, then I moved home and I started working with Active Network, uh, which that is a company who basically does uh, event registration. Mm -hmm. uh, but it mainly focused on sports and activities. So you'll see like swim meets, uh, races. Uh, like the the um, what do they call that the um, Ironman uh, competitions and stuff mm -hmm. they do registration for those things so I was selling technology there uh, then I actually stepped out of sales for a while and I started working with um, DexYP which <laughs> I'm sure there is a lot of people you got probably got a few people who work there because uh, it was at what's point. that so at DexYP uh, Yellow Pages was bought out by Dex Media okay right so it combined for DexYP and now they're Thrive okay. But when they first did that, when they first bought YP, they hired a whole bunch of people in the DFW area. Mm -hmm. And now they've let go of, like, the majority of those people. Yeah, because, I mean, nobody who, – who's, who makes money? I'm like, how are they still doing a billion dollars in, you know what I mean, like, in Yellow Pages? Exactly. Who's still buying those ads? Exactly. <laughs> That's the whole thing. So uh, that the, the thing was already kind of dying, and I should have thought about that. But my thing was I really wanted to step out of sales for a while mm -hmm. and go into something where I was – um, more of providing a service uh, just so I can learn more about like especially the SEO stuff I was learning there I learned how to run Google Ads like there's a lot of things that I learned from that and that's what mm -hmm. I took from that Got it. Uh, so my next job I went to was um, TDN2K uh, transforming data into knowledge Sorry, I got a phone call. Uh, so that was my next job and that was me going back into sales and that was me selling uh, like basically analytics and research uh, for restaurants. So that was my last corporate job. And after I did that, I was just like, I can do this on my own. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's when I went off and started selling my own services. Okay. Okay. And so, and so then what, when did you get an Instagram? And let me, let me, what social media platforms like do you run for clients? I know Instagram um, is your, so, big, your big deal. Yeah. Instagram is the biggest one. I do Facebook, mm -hmm. but for the thing about Facebook is it, it's shifted so much towards if you want reach on Facebook, you have to go the paid route. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very hard to get organic reach on Facebook. Right. To a point where it's like, I don't even know if it's worth it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> For you to, like, put all that into the organic piece of it. On Instagram, the organic reach is phenomenal. Right? But on Facebook, like, I, I just recommend people do the paid stuff, which is something I also do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, th those are my two main ones. Uh, you know, I don't really recommend people get into Twitter unless you're, like, a huge brand and, mm -hmm. like, is looking to... Uh, really kind of collect data on what people are saying about you. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're somebody like just the, the regular person, like you have a small mom and pop type shop, Facebook and Instagram are your two. That's bread and butter right there. Mm. So that's that's the main things that I do for people. Okay. And so when did you get on Instagram? For myself, uh, I didn't really start getting serious about Instagram until January of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I started really using it to market my plat my stuff, mm -hmm. and I saw a lot of success with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, I'm the type of person like if I want to learn how to do it, I'm gonna go become an expert. Got it. In it, you know. And, and, and <laughs> but, but you were, were you? I'm always I, I always ask folks when they get on Instagram because I'm just curious. Like I'm late, yeah. so when when did you actually get on? Uh, it, on Instagram, the platform it, it's open. 
I don't know nobody like yeah, Instagram platform. So I got onto the actual platform. Uh, I want to say 2012, maybe. Okay, I was late. I didn't even know it existed in 2012. Yeah, or 2012, 2013. I got on it when it like basically when I uh, like Facebook was about to buy them out and everything like that. And, and and how were you using it then in 2012? Um, I didn't care about it at all, bro. Mm. It was like random. I was using the um the the one filter. What was it called? The um, <laughs> the one where it made it look like a, a old photograph. Uh, like I just had a whole bunch of those on my plat- on my uh, actual profile, and like I really just didn't care about Instagram. And, but and, when I started and, up more in Dallas, that's uh, when I was like, uh, well, no, no, no. When I started traveling, okay, that's when I was like, okay, like let me go ahead and start using Instagram again. Got it. You know what I mean? And, 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 and I'm I'm asking, I'm, I'm legitimately curious. So in 2012, because I just started using it like a year or two ago too. Oh wow. So um, in 2012, were people, um, were people like. How are people using it socially? Were they, hey, you meet somebody, you connect? Um, that's what I don't know. How how are people yeah, using it? Yeah, so it, it was then? kind of, it was like the the young version of Facebook is okay. what, what it really was. Because like, okay. that was at a, at a time where uh, people's parents started figuring out what Facebook was. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you're like, you got to be on Facebook, like, civilized. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, like, Twitter was starting to, like, Twitter was still popping, but it was, like, mm-hmm. kind of on the downward slope. So you started seeing Instagram take that the, the, the place of that, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was more of a thing of people just trying to turn it into their version of Facebook. Got just it. having just some social platform to just put stuff out there, mm-hmm. connect with their friends, you know, like, just be goofy on there. But, like, in the last, you know, once, I think once Facebook bought Instagram, that's when I started seeing it shift towards it being, like, this business-focused thing. Where right. it's, like, here's how you brand yourself is through Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing that when Facebook Got bought it. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so so now you're at Instagram. You, you, you started, you started when did you start more in Dallas? More in Dallas, I started in that, that January. Okay. January and, of last and, and, that's, and that's a blog. Yeah, that's okay. a blog. A it's travel like a blog, a lifestyle blog? What kind lifestyle, of blog? yeah. Okay. It's uh, just lifestyle really about me kind of uh, exploring Dallas. And it, I'm going to, sh- it's going to be a shift more towards that stuff again. Because mm-hmm. uh, I got to a point where it was like I, building it as a resource. Mm-hmm. But I want to get back to a, a thing of me just kind of being me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just sharing my experiences, sharing, you know, what's going on with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, um, and so when you're creating your post, like what are you, you know, what are you thinking through as far as before you create a post, when you create a post relative to for your For me, audience? everything I do is just about creating something that I think is going to be valuable for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, I tr- create those lists. I create, like, things talking about different restaurants that I enjoy, places I enjoy, events that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really build it out to, like I said, be that resource for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of like finding that balance between showing myself and, like, branding myself mm-hmm. as, like, here's who I am. Uh, and then also making it important, or not not just important, but um, useful information for my audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. What and what what made you want to start a blog? Like what I mean. Uh, so I mean, it started out like just I would always pull together events uh, for like my friends and stuff like that. Like people would be like, "Hey, bro, like what's the moves?" And I'm just like, "All right, here go the moves." And like I don't know if you look at my Instagram now, like that's how I started out. Like, mm-hmm. "All right, here goes the moves for today." So like it, it started from there, but. I, I didn't start it out on my stories. Uh, I started out by like creating these long posts where I would say, "Here's all the events that's going on this week." So it was it was very tedious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, so similar to like um, 
You probably know Marcus Gilmore, similar yeah. to Culture Supply. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, kind yeah. of a similar concept to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, because now he does what? He does. Uh, Marcus is in New York now, right? Yeah, yeah. My man is. He, <laughs> <laughs> he making moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. So, so then going to the client service, so you work with restaurants, which which makes sense, right? Because if if you're uh, shouting them out, right, um, then the business is gonna eventually like come your way. Right. So. For what type of businesses do you work with? Is it just restaurants or any business? Or? I work with anybody. Okay. Honestly, uh, I, I'm starting to get a little bit more selective. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's me, you know, kind of learning as a young business owner that you have to be more selective with your your clientele. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I made a mistake starting out that I took on clients that I shouldn't have been working with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like stuff where it was like, like I was like, okay, I think we can make this successful, but like, it would have been something, you know, I, I guess, like, part of me is happy I did it because it was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. But the other part of me is like, wow, like, this business wasn't even ready for this. Like, right. they still had to take care of this, 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 and this. This social media was only going to, like, basically be a paint job on an old, broke-down house. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. It, 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 I, I'm a little bit more selective with my clientele now, but I, I really still kind of keep that open of basically anybody but at this point it has to be somebody who actually has established their business uh not somebody who's trying to basically get out of like as somebody who's in a desperation mode got like it. i won't work with somebody like okay. that anymore got it so so uh um and i was gonna ask what does establish mean but let's let's paint a deeper picture so like give me an example of a business that is probably n- shouldn't be using social media right now uh, so I think a business who um, is understaffed, well, I mean, every restaurant is understaffed, right? <laughs> but I, I think if you're going in there and you're seeing that, like, you're having this this steady decline and your service isn't good. Because, so, like, bad, with bad, restaurants. A bad product, basically. Yeah, like, if okay. you have a bad product, you have a bad business plan, like, you you don't have a brand of, and knowing, like, who it is that you're targeting. That's mm-hmm. probably the biggest thing. If you don't know who you're targeting, mm-hmm. don't use social media yet. Like, if you're going out there and just throwing it out there, mm-hmm. like, and you're trying to, like, especially with, like, w- running ads and stuff like that, mm-hmm. if you're just saying, like, I just want to get everybody in Dallas, mm-hmm. not everybody in Dallas is going to like your food. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, you right. have a specific kind of food, target the people who like that kind of food. Like, mm-hmm. for example, one of my clients is Peace Love Eats, which is vegan. Like, I'm not going to just send it out to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to target everybody when I run an mm-hmm. ad for him. I'm going to target people who are... L- into living a healthier lifestyle people who are into fitness people who are vegan who are vegetarians like if 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 you're somebody who your whole life you've ate nothing but soul food and like Mm -hmm. that's the food you respect Mm -hmm. and like you splurge every once in a while and go and get like fast food (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like no like i don't want to target you you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so i'm you, you have to be able to push out the people that aren't your ideal client so that you can put the uh targeting in the right place got it so um so why why not like uh, Twitter or LinkedIn? Because my other question is always, um, um, I'm a, Facebook and Instagram are a business, the, the you know the same business. So right, <clears throat> you know what if they do something you don't like and that's where all of your attention is? W- what are some things you help your clients do to diversify? So before that, the big thing there is when I help people build out things on social media. I let them know, like, this shouldn't be your, like, this this shouldn't be the thing that makes or breaks you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, um, like you said, like, if something may happen tomorrow, Instagram, like, shuts down, right? Mm-hmm. But if you've 
built your brand the right way, mm-hmm. then it won't matter what platform that goes over to. Mm-hmm. That's you. People mm-hmm. know and trust that brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's the big thing that I'll try to tell people is like if when you have those people's attention, make sure you're leaving an impression that makes them say, I trust this person. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, you have 20,000 followers because mm-hmm. that 20,000 could be gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the impressions that you leave on people, mm-hmm. those stick with them. Like the yeah. way you made that person feel, that sticks with them. You know what I mean? So if you go over to, like let's say Instagram shuts down and we want to go to uh, the Tanga. You remember Tanga? <laughs> it's this old website. Uh, it, like, let's say everybody, well, let's say everybody shifts back over to MySpace. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, when people shift over to MySpace, if you're some someone that they see value in, mm-hmm. somebody that they uh, go to for information, they're going to go and find you on that platform mm-hmm. because you left that impression. Mm-hmm. But if all you're depending on is like, oh, I have 20,000 people who follow me. And, you know, I'm not making a big impression, but, like, I'm selling them stuff. So, like, they're seeing me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that that doesn't last. That doesn't transfer across platforms. Mm-hmm. But when people value you, mm-hmm. they're going to follow you to whatever platform you go to. So so, so what about what about this? Because I'm um, uh, what advice do you give to your business? And, and I'll preface I'll frame it up the right way. Right. So there's there's unlimited people out here who have uh, uh, followings on social media. Um, but struggle to figure out how to make some real money. And I won't put any names out there, but I, you know, I, yeah. I know them, you know? Yeah. And, and because follower count does not translate into sales unless you have a right process. So what, what are you advising clients on to say, hey, look, yeah, you got to get the attention, but how do you get them to actually so make I some money? I just tell people it's all about engagement. Mm-hmm. If you have 200,000 people who follow you and none of them, actually engage with you mm-hmm. in that 200,000 then it's useless it's mm-hmm. pointless the people like the ones the people who are going to convert are the people who engage with you on a regular basis mm-hmm. so if you put out a piece of content and they're commenting they're liking they're sharing it with their friends those are the people now you have like space in their brains right mm-hmm. like that you've you've established yourself as a credible source to that person and that's all that social media is about is establishing yourself as a credible person mm-hmm. right so that's the big thing there for that that I tell my clients like take that and once you've established yourself as credible then you start to sell them things and that's doing it through email so make sure like if you're getting these people on here mm-hmm. you're pushing them over here to email mm-hmm. getting their numbers meeting them in person mm-hmm. like anything you can do to take that interaction you had here and push it to somewhere where you know actual business happens mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's kind of like a funnel you mm-hmm. know what i mean social media is the top of the funnel it's the widest thing you're not gonna close everybody who goes into that funnel right right, right. right. but you have to make sure that you're step by step pushing those people into things that they're gonna actually spend money mm-hmm. no it makes sense makes sense it's, it's yeah. what the website is to uh more exactly. mature people Exactly. Yeah. So uh, now I can say Instagram, Facebook, like they've done some things to try to make those transactions happen on their platforms, mm-hmm. like uh, with the whole like integration with things like Shopify, where you're able to. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that. You'll go to somebody's yeah, stuff, you click uh, on a yeah. photo, mm-hmm. and their product is right there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there there's those things. But you know, if you have something, especially if you're somebody who's selling a service where it's you, mm-hmm. like if you're a consultant, if you're a barber or something like that. You want to do as much as you can to push that person from engaging with you mm-hmm. and first get engaging you like you have to get that before you get anything else. But once they engage with you, pushing them into those other funnels that actually go into money. OK. And, and so engage. You mentioned a couple of times. What are some of the keys to build an engagement? 
Uh, it's just being transparent. There, there are so many things. Like I have an acronym that I um, like use for people, right? Uh, and it's create. So mm-hmm. that's with um, w- like being creative. You have to be. Uh, dang, I'm blanking on my own acronym no, that good, I created. You good? You good? You good. I, I hit you on the spot with it. So right, yeah. I wasn't ready for that question. <laughs> uh, but basically, like the the big things are commenting back to people. Um, like if somebody if somebody takes time to comment on your stuff, mm-hmm. always comment back. Mm-hmm. Uh, do things that encourage people to comment on your stuff, like ask questions. Uh, you know, really DM people, like have conversations mm-hmm. with people. If somebody's shown interest in your stuff, talk to them and say like, hey, you know, like I saw, the, see that you're following me. Uh, like just having those, treating somebody like you would if you met them in person. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if some if you were in person and there's somebody who showed interest in what you had, right? You're going to go to that person, you're going to start some kind of conversation mm-hmm. with them. You're going to do something to make there be some type of interaction. You're going to take interest in that person. Mm-hmm. Right? Like so if you're on social media and like you're not engaging with any of your followers, mm-hmm. if you're not going to commenting on their stuff, if you like they just see you as like this figure yeah. here but they don't have a relationship with mm-hmm. you that's great if you're a celebrity and like your main thing is like i'm trying to get these brands to sponsor me and stuff like that cool you might not need as like you still want engagement because mm-hmm. they care about those things but like that that won't be the same as somebody who's like a lawyer who's trying to get a new client right you know what i mean like right. if you're a lawyer and you see somebody commenting on your stuff right take interest in their stuff too because mm-hmm. that's how they feel comfortable with you yeah. and that's what makes them say like Okay, when the, if something happens or if something is happening, this is the person I want to talk to versus somebody who just I know they just just want the business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, makes makes sense. So, um, I'm gonna ask one more question before we go to my lightning round. But 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 LinkedIn, right? So so I'm I'm on all the platforms. LinkedIn is probably my biggest platform. Gotcha. Uh, so I think it's about what you're what but, you're looking for. But, like, but yeah, but I was gonna say I um I would think like with your restaurant folks, LinkedIn would be dope because like and this is my business mind coming in mm-hmm. right because you know i'm a business guy and i'm on you know so naturally linkedin is gonna be there but catering for restaurants is a huge business right because right. really if i were a restaurant i i get the smallest location i can do and then do as much catering as humanly possible out of that small kitchen i mean is that something that that's not something that i've really focused mm-hmm. on i'm more of a b2c type of person mm-hmm. uh like where i'm really helping you to get your those consumers Hold on, sorry. Uh, I'm more of the person where I'm looking to like get, help you get your consumers together and like kind of build the brand, right? Got it. Uh, like now, that is like the B2B side of that is very useful. It's just mm-hmm. not something that I consider myself a specialist in. Got it. So you focus where you're good. I, exactly. Make I focus sure. where I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna go to somebody and be like, "Hey, let's go ahead and do this LinkedIn stuff." And I, I don't feel like I've mastered it myself. Mm-hmm. I like for Instagram, I feel like I've mastered it. I yeah. know what I'm doing exactly. So that's the service I'm gonna provide you. Makes sense. Like, Makes I'm sense. not gonna say like, "Nah, you shouldn't do LinkedIn," but. I'm going to be like, that's not something I can personally help you with, mm-hmm. right? And that's something I do want to build out eventually. But, you know, like at this point, I'm just trying to focus on what you're good at. No, make, make, exactly. Make, which, 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 yeah, if you rush on, you definitely got to be on Instagram. Yeah. I, just, I, I, just, I see some people sleeping on LinkedIn right now. Cause yeah, for, yeah. Because for me, it kind of, it, it was just doing it. And then I and then I realized, you know, wait a minute, like the organic reach there is, is 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 heavy yeah um their ad product is not an auction product like facebook's um it has a floor but it's so targeted you know what i mean like it's yeah you know you know like if i'm just making up stuff now if if i were a restaurant i'd do something like targeting the uh, event coordinator or you know 
chief marketing officer or whoever right. the person is that normally like books the catering. Yeah, you can the administrative assistant. Yeah, you can literally just yeah, or the, the admin, executive assistant. Yeah. yeah, you can just target them and yeah, you know, I'm just like man, it's like unlimited opportunity in LinkedIn. But um, yeah, but um, so I have a um lightning round that I um uh go through and ask every uh, client. But the first question is less of a research and just more of a um, I get good answers from this one. So if you can go back and talk to 22-year-old Brandon, you know, <laughs> what what advice would you give him? <laughs> Leave her alone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let her go, bro. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, let her go. That's literally the first okay. word of advice that came yeah. to me. Uh, also, I would tell him to go and fail more sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there was, and this is something I've since overcome, but I think that when I first started out, especially going into corporate America, uh, I think I was really scared to fail at this thing that I, everybody wanted me to be. You know what I mean? Like, cause you know, it's supposed to be like you graduate, go mm-hmm. get a good job. And you know, like, so I, I really, I think I did safe things, even though like, I guess moving to Florida wasn't the safe thing, you know what I mean? But like, I, I did a safe job, you know what I mean? Like I went and did like IT research and consulting with sales and I'm just like, I could have done something more creative. You know what I mean? I could have, and even when I was there, I could have done more things that were building me towards the things I'm doing now. You know what I mean? So I think I would have just told myself like, don't be a scared, don't be afraid to fail, especially right now. Mm -hmm. Because like right now, like I don't have any kids. Like I don't have like any like just huge expenses. Like I really don't have that many student loans. Like like, this is the time to fail Mm -hmm. because like it's better to do it now because failure is going to happen when you go into, like, mm-hmm. working for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, really anything, anything that's worth something, you have to work towards it. And working towards things and growing in it, it takes failure. You know what I mean? So that that's why I tell people, uh, that's what I would tell myself is, like, embrace that failure. Like, don't go out and try to fail or anything like right, that. Right, but right. go out there and do things that you just might fail at because mm-hmm. you're going to grow from it. Mm-hmm. No, good, good. Bur- so... Places you like to do business with. So what are three places that you spend money with that you just, you're happy because you love the service or the product? Uh, Peace Love Eats, okay. uh, which, like, I, I will say they're one of my clients. So, like, I might be a little bit biased, but, like, that also may be why they're one of my clients is because I love going there. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so it's a vegan restaurant, which I'm not vegan. Or it's plant-based, sorry. It's plant-based. Um, I'm not, like, I don't have a plant-based diet myself, but... I enjoy the food. Like, I enjoy their food a lot of times more than I enjoy, like, any other, like, like m- restaurants with meat. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, that's one. Um, dang, where else are I? Like, I mean, I spend all my money there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Best Buy. Okay. I spend way too much money at Best Buy. Uh, no, no, I'm going to take that back and say Amazon. But, Amazon. I mean, is, are we talking about, like, brick and mortar places? No, nah, wherever. It doesn't matter. Wherever okay. you transact. Uh so, <laughs> all right, so Peace Love Eats, the Amazon store, and PlayStation Network. PlayStation Network. <laughs> I, I, I just bought my oldest uh, a PlayStation, and I'm like, this thing has changed since I used to have one, like, yeah. 17 years ago, 18 yeah. years ago. I'm, I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, it's complete, because they've shifted so much to digital now. Like, mm-hmm. everything's, like, you don't even have to go and, like, buy the actual game. You don't? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could just go right there on the PlayStation store and just say, oh, this is the game I want. 
download that game. Are you serious? Yes. I've been wasting my time like Run, buying going games. to the store. I mean, like it's still I, I, like there is just, a value. We just, bought, we just bought FIFA. I could have bought it on PlayStation Network. Yeah, we bought it on PlayStation Network. The only the only thing that I will say though is that um, if you decide like I don't want this game anymore, you can go and take it to GameStop and, or somewhere else like that and sell it still okay. if you have a physical copy. But like. How often, number one, how often do you yeah, do that? I'm probably not going to do that. And then number two, how much are you going to get back? Yeah. You know pins, what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you get come back and you get $10 off of your, you know, $60 purchase. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that, that is good, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, nah, I just, I really, the convenience of, of I'm going to spend 10 hours driving there and back to get the dang thing. Yeah, and then you're keeping up with the disc, like, because that's one of my things. Like, I've lost games that I've bought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I bought it on a PlayStation Store, it's there. I'm, gl- I'm glad you told me that because I sure did not know you can buy games on the PlayStation Store. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, like, I've, like, locked it up and hid my kids and nobody can, you know, because he's eight, so, like, nobody can talk to him and we, yeah. don't, even, we don't even go on the internet part. Yeah. Uh, so now I got to go to the internet part and figure all that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got you, bro. I'm here. This is what I do. I hey, do hey, uh, technology for consulting. For, for, <laughs> sure, for sure. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, on a side note, you, you, you doing Twitter? I mean, uh, t- um, what is it called? Not Twitter. You know what I'm talking about. The live streaming for video games. You do that at all? Twitch. Twitch. No, nah, I don't do that. Okay. I, like, I wanted to. There are so many things that, like I really want to do that I just don't have the time to. Mm. And that's one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Twitch, man. If I was good at video games, I'd be all on Twitch. I'm good at them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> people I'm, don't want me to get on Twitch. I'm, I'm going to just shut the whole thing down. And it'll be like, like, hey, bro, I don't get no viewers somewhere because more in Dallas is that's on there I mean, now. That's what you should do. It's no, it's no money. I mean, it's, it's nobody's on there. You got money. I mean, you can yeah, make no, lots of money. Yeah, you can make some good money on Twitch. Um, okay. So, um, Next question is, like, where do you get your news? And I don't mean, like, you can do specific places, but I mean, like, is it email newsletters, social media, Google? Twitter. Twitter? And that's really sad. <laughs> that uh-huh. That's where, like, the majority of my news comes from is Twitter. Okay. No. Uh, but I also, like, of course, like, I have um, the news app on my iPhone. So, like, I'll look at news there, like, especially when it comes to, like, like big political things. Mm-hmm. Like, I still want to see Twitter's perspective on it. Because mm-hmm. that's what I like about Twitter. Like, I'm seeing a mix of the people who are reporting on it. And they, these are very serious things that they're saying, but I'm also seeing the people who are getting it live and how they're responding to it. So I really like being able to see not just the like big media, what they're saying about it, but also what are what everybody else saying about it. Exactly. Now, are, are you planning to subscribe to um, Apple's $10 a month news thing? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I have no intention to give Apple <laughs> Apple forty dollars a month to get all of their different services. Is it? Uh, is it? For, uh, it's so about forty. Because I mean, you everything. just add everything in. Yeah. Like you talk about like Apple TV Plus, whatever it's called, the Apple News. I already pay for Apple Music, uh, and I think of some other service that they're mm-hmm. throwing in there. And I'm just like, no, bro. Like, I paid y'all for this phone already, bro. <laughs> like, I feel like I should get all these things for free. Right. Right. For all the money I spent on this phone. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But no, Apple is scary with how much money they're making, bro. Like, it's ridiculous. And yeah, and, and I'm, I'm about to switch back to Apple, actually. I tried Google Pixel, and it's a cool phone, but... Um, bro, I love my Google, the Google Pixel 3. So I have a deal with Verizon where they mm-hmm. send me, like, different phones every month. Mm-hmm. And the Pixel has been my favorite. Like, they just sent me the S10 Plus, and I'm like, this is cool, but that Google, I'm in love. Yeah, I like it, but... Um, I was like, I'm going to go back to Apple, man, because Apple, you know, I, I feel like I'm fighting the tide with the Google phone because everything's developed on Apple first. Like, ah, um, that, yeah. you know what I mean? And now Apple's coming out with some extra content if you're an Apple, you know, iPhone. So I'm just like, 
if it costs the same, you know what I'm saying? I'm right, at this point, I'm just being a rebel for no reason. I'm just for not. no reason. That's <laughs> what Android people are. They're rebels for no reason. They just want to be able to like talk trash about like mm-hmm. iPhone users, and that's literally the only reason that they go and get their Androids. Except the Google Pixel, like they they might have a point. But if you got a regular Android, like if you got a S anything, like nah, bro, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say I don't respect you. But I don't respect yeah. it. <laughs> a, a S? A S, like the S9, S10, and stuff like that. I don't even like know that. what that is. This is the Galaxy phones. Oh, a Samsung. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, all the yeah, Samsung phones. Got I don't it. respect those phones. Got it. Got it. So um, next question is, um, and man, I asked these five questions over and over again. I forgot my, my fifth question. Shows. Uh-oh. So what are specific shows you watch? TV shows? Yeah. Bro, Winter or, or is Or movies. Coming. Winter is coming. You know, I've literally never watched an episode of that. What? <laughs> And at this point, I'm probably going to just stay a rebel and just be like, cause I, I still never watched, uh, what's the thing everybody used to watch um, with 50 Cent? Uh, power? Power, yeah, never yeah, watched yeah, Power. Yeah. I haven't watched Power myself. I, I, let me lie. I watched one episode because my wife made me, and I was like, yeah. some I'm, I'm not watching this. Yeah, nah. I mean, Power, like, I, it, I, it didn't grab me like that. Yeah. I watched it. I think I watched, like, half a season, and I was just like, it's cool and everything like that, but, like, I'm good. Yeah. But Game of Thrones, I I caught on like maybe three seasons in. Mm. So on the third season, I binge watched the first season and I was like, I'm in love with this show. Especially like how the first season ends. Like that's the what I always tell people. Like give it at least that season. If that season finale, not just season finale, but like that episode nine of Game of Thrones, if if you see that and that doesn't grab you and make you say, I'm going to watch this whole thing to mm-hmm. the end. Then it's n- you're never gonna care about it, but yeah. you have to at least do that, bro. Like you have to yeah. at least dedicate that nine hours yeah. to watch everything up to like the second to last episode, because that's the one that makes me say like, "Wow, this is the best show ever." So it's better than season one, Marco Polo. Uh, I didn't watch that actually. Okay, because the only reason why I haven't watched it is I just, just I'm just not a fan of like middle aged middle kingdom type stuff. Like I tolerate, I tolerate because I thought Marco Polo season one was was good. Yeah, but. It still couldn't make me watch season two. I'm l- I'm like a comic book nerd, but I am too. But everybody in the world says Game of Thrones, so I'm not, I'll try the first. This season. is the thing about Game of Thrones, bro. If you look at it like from the outside looking in, and you just see like the medieval times, and like you you're comparing it to like I don't know, like it's a lot of boring shows that are set in that time. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those boring shows. Mm. Like <laughs> just the 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 suspense and the way it was written like there's so many like plot twists like like you know how sometimes you can watch a show and you're like obviously this is what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. game of thrones i have never been able to guess (laughs) and it it be right like i'll be like like i'm trying to say something like you don't mind like task boy yeah 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 yeah. in the first season there's a person that you feel is the main character right you go through this whole first season like okay Clearly, this is the main character, right? Now, you get to an episode where you see the main character about to die. And you're like, of course, like, you know, like, if you're watching a TV mm-hmm. show, you always know the main character isn't going to die. He's the main character. Right. He's literally, like, he's on the flyers and stuff. They killed this dude, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, the, 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 the rest of the season, you're like, oh, but they're going to bring him back. You know what I mean? And then you hit the season two, and you're like... Oh, they're gonna bring him back, <laughs> <laughs> bro. We on season eight. <laughs> he ain't coming back. Got it. So it's that. It's like the, the 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 interactions between each one of the characters. Like like there's this. Uh, I want to say midget, but I don't feel like that's politically correct. Um, 
Peter Dinklage. Short person. Yes, yeah, very, very short person. <laughs> um, and he, um, he's like the best person in the show. Like, he's basically a drunk who, like, he's always drunk. He's always has, like, prostitutes, like, always at his, at wherever he's at. Mm-hmm. He stayed with a prostitute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, he's probably the best thing on the TV show <laughs> because he's this, and he's funny. Like, you know, how sometimes you watch those things and they have, like, this, like, dry like british humor and everything no these people are funny (laughs) like Tyrion lannister is hilarious you know what i mean and it's just it's it's so well balanced like it's just um the right amount of like comedy where like you don't feel like you're watching a comedy but Mm -hmm. there are parts where you're like yo that was hilarious (laughs) but also there's like the suspense thing of like wow like there are really high stakes here Cause like you know how usually when watching the show like you don't feel like there's high stakes mm-hmm. because the main characters are gonna still be there no matter what. Mm-hmm. You like every season I lost multiple people who I were like oh these are main characters they're not gonna kill them off they're done mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like you you you're mm-hmm. watching this show nobody's safe yeah nobody's safe so you're always on the edge of your seat like what is going to happen next mm-hmm. especially after they slap you in your face a couple of times with like killing people that you really had like <laughs> emotional bonds with mm-hmm. it's hmm. okay so game of thrones I'm, I'm, i may man i may let me let me let me see what at&t gonna do with the new hbo stream yeah <laughs> right see, see, see what we got because we got direct tv now i got you um uh Last question is top top five books uh, you've read like recently or of all time. And when I mean read, you can have listened to them too because I actually listen to most of my books now. Got you. Uh, so I would say Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, um, The Power of ha- Habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, uh, I'm right now. I'm reading uh, Think Think and Grow Rich. Okay. I haven't got deep enough into it to just say like it's one of my like oh it's one of my all time favorites mm-hmm. or anything, but uh, that's been really good so far. Um, Forty Eight Laws of Power by Robert Greene, uh, and I don't want people to think I'm one of those people who are just subscribed to all Forty Eight Laws because there are some people I'll be like yo I don't trust you at all like <laughs> 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 like somebody tells you they read Forty Eight Laws of Power and I'm like oh so you feel like you need to be this, like mischievous uh-huh. basically yeah, you know what I mean but I'm more the person who I read it to be like oh this is what people be doing like and it made a lot more mm-hmm. sense to me like because I'm like this I guess I could have been seen as naive because like it was some things in there I was like wow people do these kind of things mm-hmm. like I I didn't know people really thought like this you know what I mean so uh that uh what's my fifth book um I'm blanking on a fifth book right now no, you good. You get. I, I I asked for three, so you gave me more than oh, one. Oh, I thought you said five. Yeah, no, no, top, top oh. three. Oh, but okay, but cool. yeah, but think, think and Grow Rich is the one I reread every single. I read Think and Grow Rich and Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice, every year for like the last ten years. So you said a Black Choice. Yeah, Dennis Kimbrough wrote a version with like you know like Think and Grow Rich is good, but it's like all these you know non-black people. Yeah, as like I've been me. reading through it, it's been hard for me to read it because I'm just like. Yeah, Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice, you'll like because it's like us. You're like oh, and so you and you read them, you be like. Oh, like I have zero excuse. Like if yeah. they were if they if they were doing this back then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, oh, I have zero excuse. Yeah, like I was reading the the regular like the the original one, and like it opens up like one of the first stories is about uh, this little slave girl who comes mm-hmm. to her master, and I was just like, <laughs> what am I reading, it was, bro? <laughs> it, it was written in the 30s, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. It's like, and the little Negro child said, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I put the book down for a minute when I read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little outdated in the 
Just a little bit. She referred to her as a Negro child. Like... <laughs> Hey, but she punked that master, though. Yeah, she did. She <laughs> you know the story I'm talking uh-huh, about. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, she did punk him, though. Yeah. So, all right. Well, well, man, I um, appreciate you coming out and, and, and doing the podcast, man. Uh, let, let, I'm going to link it up on the show notes, but let everybody know where, where they can find you, your blog. I know you got a podcast now, too. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to find me, you know I mean? My name Brandon Moore. You know, your guy. Anyway. <laughs> uh, now, you can find me at moreindallas.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at more in Dallas. You can find me on Twitter at more in Dallas. But I'm gonna let you know, on Twitter, I really just be on there wilding. Like there's no, like when I if you go to my Instagram, you're gonna find value in everything I post. It's all for the community. It's all for like uplifting everyone. But I might. What's what's the opposite of uplift? <laughs> yeah, yeah, t- tear down. <laughs> I might tear down a few people on Twitter, okay? Like, that's that's where you see the real Brandon, the, mm-hmm. the real guy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so all of those platforms are more in Dallas. Uh, there's a YouTube out there somewhere for more in Dallas, but uh, that's, that's not the best content. I don't know if you want to check that out. Um, you, but, yeah, that's you, how you, you find me. You're, you're not doing a YouTube? I just kind of fell off on YouTube. Mm. Uh, it's a lot of time that goes into video. There's a lot of time that goes into video. A lot of time, so... Yeah, I'm starting to kind of shift away from that. Yeah, well, yeah. I shifted away from it, but I'm starting to get into it a little, little bit more. But just follow me on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make it super simple. Well, before, before before we get off, one more question: What do you think about IGTV, man? I think they did that like wrong. I think they wrote it out wrong, but I like what they're doing right now with the way that they're uh, basically integrating it into your feed. Okay, so the, yeah, I heard that before. I still haven't dug in there. I got like 20 shows on there, yeah. something. So I, I think that Instagram is making steps towards making it the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's something that I wouldn't put my eggs, too many eggs in that basket. Mm-hmm. I think it's some, it's smart to at least play with the tool every mm-hmm. once in a while. Like every time they come out with an update, mm-hmm. go check it out, play with it a little bit, see if it's something that works for you, see how your, your audience responds to it. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the issue is, is that people don't know how to create content for people who are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like when you get on the Instagram, you're not there looking for long form mm-hmm. content. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're typically on there because you're like in between doing things or like you're just like, hey, let me just go ahead and like see what's going on on my timeline. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and YouTube's already established. You know, if you want to yeah. learn something, you just go to YouTube. Exactly. Like y- YouTube is there as basically like a search platform and that's why I feel like it does so well because like you go in looking for a certain type of content. Mm-hmm. If you're on Instagram, you have a very short amount of time to catch these people's attention, mm-hmm. right? And for you to hold their attention for a whole 10 minutes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have to really come in and not just say, you know, here's my video, but, like, you have to constantly do things that make them say, oh, I got to keep watching this. Oh, I got to keep watching mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it's a, v- a very different strategy from YouTube. But also you have to be very considerate of the fact that you're on Instagram, where people do not have an attention span. Mm-mm. You know, so yeah, cool. Appreciate you, yes, sir. Was that it? Oh, all right. See you later, guys.